I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. And my name's Bailey, like the Irish cream, and this is The Way I See It. Well, today, since the flu is going around so rampantly... (coughs) Oh, that was for comedic effect. Well, and since... One, I won't call out any names, but someone you and I our love. Our teammate. Our teammate. Was affected gravely. After I, for how many months, said, get flu shots, get flu shots, get flu shots. And everybody looked at me like, who is she talking to? I'm young. I don't need to get a flu shot. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> and so we just had one of our wonderful teammates, you know, come down with a really bad case of the flu. Um, so what... Got Bailey and I to thinking about was I posed, hey, since everybody's talking about influenza, why don't we talk about tech fluenza? Ka-chow, puns. <laughs> and which I think is a great idea. Yeah, because technology is like the flu. It, it really, is. really is, and it's affecting all of us. And um, I mean, whether you're in the grocery store line, I mean, I, I don't care where you are now. I saw the news um, last night. They were talking about emergency rooms. So many of them every day are seeing accidents from people looking at their screens while they're walking. And they walk into posts. They fall down off of, you know, Down a flight of stairs, like down into the subway or something. It's serious. Serious ones. You know, one actually, like you said, fell on a subway train. I mean... It's really, um, and those are just the catastrophic ones. Um, uh, not my proudest moment, but this was probably three and a half years ago, walking down the street downtown Atlanta. I was at school at Georgia State and um, bonked my head right on a sign, eyes down, just glued to the screen. Just, I was a straight up statistic in this news story. That I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> Full disclosure. I was one we of those We have a person people. of interest here. <laughs> we certainly do. Oh it was, my God. Um, I think, you know, my head hurt, but my ego hurt more, you know? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm one of those people that, you know, I mean, I'm working Alan on, okay? So I try to mind my own business, okay? And I try to stay in my lane. Yeah. And not get involved in other people's micromanaging the world. But, however, <laughs> however, <laughs> when I'm at a stoplight and somebody crosses, uh, this is like six and eight lanes of traffic. He knows what I'm talking about. Here oh, in Atlanta, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> and somebody's looking down at their phone the entire time. Now, do you know how people drive here? I mean, you and I both know, right? Oh, I know how we both drive. <laughs> yes. I mean, and, and then you have people visiting from out of town and they don't know right. where they're going in all fairness. And so anyway, and lunatics and everything else and distracted drivers, which are huge. Right. A friend of mine. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, a friend of mine's child was killed uh, horribly at a young age of 22, 23 with a distracted driver who killed her. Um, and that was something you just never get over. But the point is, is when I see them, I lay on the horn. Uh, ask my husband. Wake I've been up. known to roll down my window and scream. And he's like, you are not everybody's mother. Would you stop this? And I said, but I have been hit by a car. I mean, I have been. And had an NDE, was dead for a while. And I was hit by somebody. And I was aware this person was a distracted driver. And she was on her I phone. never knew this. Yes. And hit me from behind. So I have severe, oh, I had seizures for years. I had to, lost Were you time. in a vehicle or No, you I was were walking. Pedestrian. pedestrian. Yeah. Oh and my it was gosh. in Beverly Hills, California. Uh, and Lord. so it took years, thank God, for Emory of physical therapy, learning to walk and talk and 
get my life back again and bladder control and subsequent seizures for years I have. How old were you when this um, happened? This was 2009. So oh it was gosh. 10 years ago. But so I have a thing about, you know, being aware mm-hmm. when you're walking, especially pedestrians. Yeah. So when I see these people on phones uh, walking and realize how quickly their life could be taken from them. And also here's the other side of it, the person that hits them. The woman who, uh, you know, killed me and they brought me back at Cedars, but still, um, she was nuts for a long time because she caused me permanent. I still have brain damage on my MRIs. I mean, I've got permanent brain damage. Yeah, you can't you can't do that to someone well, exactly. And, and leave unaffected. She, and, and so, don't think that these are cruel people. She's a sweet, loving, all right. pair. Yeah, she was a nice person and uh, took my life away from me. So, uh, so my point about this is wow. is, is it's both and. So, mm-hmm. um, and so tech fluenza is huge, and so um, and it's fracturing family systems. We look at the data um, in marriage and uh, family counseling reports, and it talks about there are no boundaries; they're porous in homes anymore. So the mother may be cooking or doing the dishwasher, loading it, and she's on the phone with her friend or her sister or her mother mm-hmm. talking, and her children are sitting there at the table or at the counter or the father, vice versa. Right. And and so we're distracted. And then as our children you know, get up, they do the same thing. So they're witnessing our, us not being present in their lives. And it, it's not just children, with each other's lives. I watch couples, people of that course. live together. Friends, it, it's 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 becoming unbelievably huge, and I call it um, techno cocooning, or I call it techno caves, techno silos, and we really. I, I'm sitting here with you, but if I was on my phone right now, I would be in my own silo or my own cave, of course, yeah, or my own cocoon, whichever term you want. Mm-hmm. And in that, we are cutting out rituals. One of the biggest things we noticed too, by the way is um, young, a lot of young people are getting some emerging studies on this. Um, part of the success of life is reading body language of other people. I mean, that's how when I, when I was on Wall Street and you walked into a meeting, I knew who liked me, who didn't, who was on board during the right. presentation, and I would look back at them and go, uh, are, you, are you tracking, Bailey, or do I need to go back over the numbers? You know, it, it's a... It's a the things that people don't say, exactly, but are saying, exactly. Yeah. But reading body language, and of course, if you want to go back to Neanderthal, you know, way back in our time as human oh, before history, before language developed. You well, mean? well, you better be able to read body language when somebody's coming out of the woods or the jungle. Are they smiling or are they moving at a like little nice pace, or are they a threat? Or, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's literally in our survival of DNA is reading body language, literally. Um, and so and, and, we're derailing. What, well, and we could do a whole other thing. Years, a couple, oh couple, I know a couple of people really well that were in the CIA and in the intelligence thing. Oh, they study body for, language. For, oh my God, the things that these spies and people know—it's oh just—it's—it's it's absolutely astounding and cool. I love. But it, that on the, type on the of reverse stuff. side, it's terrifying because we're numb now. We, right, especially we're undoing people, all. We're of undoing this. all yeah. of your survival, beautiful, gorgeous instincts of human behavior of not looking into each other's eyes, not seeing it's if terrible. you're. Uh, you know, moving your fingers nervously through your through your um, hands and mm-hmm. or twitching or doing anyway a million different body right. language effects social we cues, don't know how yeah, social yeah. cues how to how to read them so it's a real problem um, and just to, to speak on the cocooning sure, thing before we jump sure. to the next one um, I was in Starbucks eh, two months ago 
And there was some, I say kids, um, they were like, you know, 16 or 17. Big group of kids, probably like eight of them, right? In Starbucks. You think like when you're 16 and you're like with all your friends, oh, like God. that's the best. Party central, man. <laughs> oh, Party yeah. central. And they were on like a- Finishing you know, each other's sentences, remember? Oh, yeah. Can't get a word in edgewise. We don't like Bailey. You can't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> no. Um, you know me so well. Uh <laughs> And, you know, I see these eight kids, and they're on, like, a Friends-style couch setup. It just looked like the set of a movie. Huh. All of them nose buried in their phone. Are you serious? You know, and I was just, and I know I sound like a grumpy old man right now, but it just really bummed me out because I'm just thinking about all the times whenever I was 16 and, exactly. like, to be around seven of your friends was the best thing. And it's like, man, y'all are doing the same thing you could do if everybody was at their own house right now, you right. know? And, and do you remember that when you'd get into public with your buddies, you'd watch other people and you'd people watch and laugh yeah. and, and do all this funny stuff because because you were reacting and i and felt like they were just missing out on so much good times uh it was it was so crazy i had to throw that in there because the cocoon thing yeah that just resonated with me no and i love it i love that as as young as you are that you're seeing it everywhere also and 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 we see it and i know you do too more more and more as a babysitter i mean this week last weekend we were in tennessee and we were in a stable and and um it was gorgeous outside my god and it was really cute they had a pen of goats and they even had chickens it was adorable roosters yeah. and then they had a chicken i mean it was like something out of a book right horses and then there were marin foals and a marin foal i mean it was just i can't tell you like an odyssey so i walk in there's probably a four-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy in there and their parents are there looking at horses or doing what and they're on the screen they're on their iphones one's watching cartoons Mm -hmm. And one is watching something on YouTube that I don't even know what was going on on the YouTube. It was some competition, but it was adult. It was an adult thing that he was watching. And I was like, oh my God. So, yeah. you, you know, defaulting as a babysitter is, don't you think it's just like, think of your childhood. I mean, that's pretty painful to watch, don't you think? It is, it is. You know, there were definitely times where the television babysat me, but then there was plenty of times where uh, it was like, go outside for two hours <laughs> and don't come back in. I, I definitely was told that before. And thank God for that, because oh. otherwise I would have no motor functions at all. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, and I know your, up. <laughs> your uh, activity level. I can't imagine you being um, not outside, moving, playing oh, as a child. Yeah. Oh my God, I definitely. can't even imagine it. Um, and also, it's a nice default, by the way. It's a nice little tool that we use for avoidance. So in relationships mm. or friends or work, you don't have to deal with people if you are... Um, head down. Yeah, head down. Yeah. Uh, we were eating last night at a Thai restaurant. It was really cool. These eight uh, business people came in and got a table next to us, and they were. it was really cool. Um, and they talked and they laughed and they talked about how many units they sold of this in Atlanta. So anyway, they kept talking and everything. So Jim and I finished eating and it was like an hour, Bailey. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "This, what is going on here? So you mean went, they were just yeah, going yeah. for an hour? And yeah, I yeah. could do a little um, promo here and say what their shirt said on them. And by the way, they did say Best Buy. Ooh. Yeah, they all had oh, Best well, Buy sure shirts. Oh, I'm sure they're having a very good time yeah, this time of year. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they were just adorable talking. Yeah. And these are grown men and stuff. But then I, I I went to leave and I said, number one, I love Best Buy. Of course, all eight of our television sets. So again, I just I just, I just busted open the so whole, much money. The whole just, mindfulness, the whole, you yeah. know, people go, aren't you in the simplicity movement? No, not really. <laughs> no, no, I've got eight TVs. I, yeah. I literally just bought a TV there last week for Melissa. <laughs> 
So great deal, dude. Great television. So I'm like, no, my husband loves television. He loves sports. And so, you know, what can I say? But in mindfulness is again, here we go with the awareness choice, you know, so we're aware they're never on, but he just has to know that, that they're close so he can turn on a a bulldog (laughs) game or something. But, um, it really is easier than fighting or arguing in relationships or having problems. So back to the Best Buy guys. So we're sitting there and I go to leave. I thank them for for their company and I love them. And of course, they have a woman CEO. Plug, plug, my little feminist self. Love it. And I said, I love your CEO. And then I said, and I have a question. Why did not one of you pick up a phone for one hour? I said, you're in the technology business. And they said, well, when we uh, work all day, we want to cherish each other and respect each other and talk about business and and talk about our families and kids and what's going on in the world. And and so we make this time and I just went, oh my God, because here I was perusing the restaurant, as you can well imagine. Oh, I'm sure. 90% you were. of the people's children were on iPads mm-hmm, or phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw five couples that never said one word except ordering. <laughs> Oh. They never. So it was really refreshing. Oh. But another thing I want to talk about, which is another tragedy, I think, is you lose memories. That um, you don't get a chance to do your life over again. So all the parents I saw with their kids there, they don't have the stories that I have from sitting there with my children or looking into my husband's eyes. Wow, what a great point. After you know, he lost a patient and he wanted to withdraw and I held his hand and said, what's going on with you? Yeah. You miss all of those beautiful memories, looking around and people watching. Not one of them in, in this city of Atlanta. Do you know how many people there are to watch? Oh, yeah. And I was watching people miss out on so much fun. And then the other thing is you and I both know the seasons. I, I'm a nature freak. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. These people walking their dogs, looking uh, at, at at a smartphone with, and you know how beautiful this place is in the spring. Oh, yeah. Summer, we actually get seasons yes. in Atlanta. And it's yeah. so gorgeous. And it grieves me because I went, oh, my God. Look around at the beauty. Oh, my God. Please. That pansy has lived its whole life just to show you how beautiful she is. Or a rose. Look at her bloom. And she's yeah. only going to bloom this amount of time. Or, you know, hydrangeas. And we have so many of them here. So it grieves me that, oh, my God. Memory's lost. You miss out on all you that. You miss out on all those kind of things. It's it's just so tragic. And then we also know the psychological ramifications are um, loneliness and depression. It really is isolating, and we're seeing a pandemic of, of loneliness. We're looking at health outcomes, and so much of the people that are coming in with ulcers, epigastric pain, I don't care if it's diarrhea, headaches, back pain, all the things that people are getting, I'm telling you, this loneliness and depression, again, it is really an epidemic. Uh, as a matter of fact, England is really studying this in their national health care system. They actually instituted call centers for loneliness because it's such a horrendous uh, influence on health, mental and physical health right. outcomes. And they know it, and it's re- they're trying to turn around the tide. So uh, technology isn't helping this. So, um, and, and it's hypnotic. We really don't know that we're doing it. Uh, in all fairness, it hypnotizes us. And um, and actually, one of the biggest types of addiction that we're struggling with right now and talking to people about is um, technology addiction. Because you can literally, just like drinking, smoking, anything else, it is an addiction that when you can use it for anything you don't want to face, avoidance, work problems, right, um, emotional things, if you don't want to think about your mother or your sister or a problem you're going through or a health consequence, just default, go to YouTube and watch something different. Right. 
Yeah, that um, the addiction thing, that's so true. I don't know. Do you have an iPhone? Oh, absolutely. You do have an iPhone? Sure. I, I feel like... iPhone, iPad, Mac. I told you, I'm not part of the big simplicity movement. I yeah. am mindful and mindful living. And again, here we go with choice. I'm very aware, but baby, I love my technology. Yeah. I um, I, I assume most, you know, most people have an iPhone. And uh, I think it was two updates ago, they incorporated this uh, setting. And I don't know if you've gotten your notifications on it, but it tells you your iPhone usage yes. throughout the day. Yes, Wow, that hit me like a brick truck. Good. Man, you know, the first day I did it, it's like, you were on your phone for five hours today. And I was like, oh my goodness thank gracious. Thank God you're doing that, and thank God they're doing it. You know, I was, whenever I first got it, I was like, ignore, d- d- you know, forget the notification or whatever. I brought it back because I want to have that accountability. You know what I mean? I also, in respect to the addiction, I don't know if... This, I don't know, you probably, you're more mindful than I am, but every morning when I wake up, I just have this overwhelming urge to just right next to me on the mm-hmm. bed stand, pick it up and just waste 30 minutes. Exactly. You know, I'll That's- openly admit that. And it's not emails planning my day. It is junk. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, and it's it's like... um We've substituted reading the morning paper for just thumbing through a, a timeline of like what everybody and, that and you know did last night. How, how or precious whatever. your life is. It's precious. It's mm-hmm. sacred. And all that time, like about memories or whatever, you could never get that back. Burning 30 minutes yes. like that. But, it's, but here we go with awareness. See? Now you're aware. Right. It's pretty amazing that you could either sit on the back porch and have a cup of coffee mm-hmm. or meditate or stand on your head or pet your cat or or sing or anyway, anything that right. you want to do. Uh, and, and I want to be clear, these are the three things to know if you're sliding into addiction. I think it's helpful. One Please is ex- tell me because I need them. Okay. One is accessibility, which you said. It's right next to you, right? All of us. It's right next to us on our charging stations mm-hmm. at night. Yep. And it's immediate access to games or stocks. Stock trading, which I was with my stock people up in Wall Street. Um, Sex, auction houses, gambling. Accessibility is the first part of addiction. It's right there. Next is control. You are the gatekeeper. So if you think you're in control of your online activity, you will be. If you don't, again, here we go into the victimization. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. Right. And then the next is um, excitement. Do you get a rush or a high when you do it? I mean, there's there's some kind of a pump up that you feel. And those are three pretty important things to become aware of. Like when you picked up, am I, are you like flat when you get up and you picked up that phone? Do you mm-hmm. see? To see, is there anything that'll bring me up? Or is there anybody who's contacting me or whatever? Instead of self-actualization. Right. Going inside yourself and maybe starting on your brain when you wake up in the morning and and uh, talk to every organ in your body. Go, mm-hmm. hey, brain, thank you. You process 100,000 chemical reactions a second. And I just slept for seven or eight hours. I can't imagine what healed in me last night. Right. I can't even imagine what you did for me. In mm-hmm. your eyes, thank you for me seeing today because I saw, you know, I could be blind or my eyes could be impaired hearing. Right. Go through all of your senses, your sense of smell. Mm-hmm. Thank God for your mouth and your stomach that how many people that, whether they have cancer or are starving, they don't have the access to taste and food. Right. Thank your heart, 
that beats God knows from the time, billions of times, from the time you're conceived till right. you die. Go through your organs of your body. How many of you have thanked your liver, your pancreas for the processing? Oh my God. I've you, had to ask my yeah. liver for forgiveness before. Yes, yes. Well, me too, baby. <laughs> I'm all over it. I'm with you. You'll have to get behind me on the liver crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, but, and, and you see what, and, and yeah. that starts your day out with this. Every organ in your body, think of when you die. And that liver and stops, pancreas, your heart, mm-hmm. your brain, and they're just dead. And you never once maybe in your life went, you know oh, what? Thanks. Thanks. You gave me the love of my life or that baby I had. Yeah. Or me watching a sunset on the beach. Because mm-hmm. you've been working while I've been on my iPhone or whatever. Exactly. I've been distracted and you've been working your fanny Without off. Without me even realizing Or being it. grateful or yeah. being aware. So, um, and, and again, here's, here's some symptoms to be aware of, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. All of us. Um, tolerance. Um, is it to the point of habituation that, see, at least you maybe knew you picked it up? Right. But see, a lot of people, and these people crossing the street that I told you I honk at, right. yeah. they're so, their tolerance level is so high, they don't know they're doing it. Do you see? Yeah, you honk and you wake them out of it. They're like, oh, I'm yeah. walking across eight lanes of traffic. Yeah, exactly. And, and, the, and even in the stable, like I told you, I was at this weekend when I talked to this woman and I said, do you realize we've been here for an hour and your child has been watching some YouTube thing that you don't even know about for an hour? I said, just mine isn't judgment. Are you aware of it? And she went, oh, no, no. So see her tolerance even for her child. She was not aware. Mm. And withdrawal. When you reduce your access to technology, do you feel irritable or anxious you get it? If, if you oh, left yeah. your phone at home, like I, I all the time leave my We've, phone here. And it's pretty funny when I get to the stoplight up at Lennox and I go, you know, I could turn around and get it. Should I turn around and get it? Have you I, turned around to get it before? Absolutely not. Really? No. Oh, I have. And it is the cool, you know why it's cool? Because what? you see your anxiety unfold. It's so cool. Yeah. You get to the next light and you go, oh my God, I don't have a phone. <laughs> and then you get to the next traffic light and you go, what the hell? What, what was I thinking? <laughs> then after about six lights, we're in Atlanta. After six yeah, or ten yeah, traffic yeah. lights, you kind of go, wow, this is pretty cool. My well, anxiety, the world hasn't ended yet. <laughs> exactly. My anxiety level is like through the roof. <laughs> wow, this is just awesome. So what could happen today without a phone? But my point is, it's really cool because, again, that's that's kind of a withdrawal, right? Oh, yeah. I left my phone. Oh, we totally left our phone. Totally agree. Totally agree. And then you have physical symptoms. Those are emotional symptoms of... Um, uh, are you starting to disregard your health and your appearance? I mean, I have worked with some web developers or people uh, uh, on the phones that started getting disheveled. They quit shaving. Their clothes started looking tattered. Literally, these are signs that you, you're getting starting to get addicted. Right. Are you sleep deprived? As you well know, um, Jim said some of his nurses will get on Facebook and, and they show up in the morning for when he's doing surgery and they have black circles under that. I say, oh, go, are you okay? Oh, no, no. I just got on a thread last night or, you know, I got on this and, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't go. To, so sleep deprivation. Um, are you less physically active? And you're going, God, you know, my belly, I'm putting on weight, I'm not. And that's where the activity trackers are a little helpful on your iPhone or on your phone is going, wow, I've really slowed down. Dry eyes. We even have people that are having dry eye disease in case you haven't seen the tremendous Um, commercials. I suffer from that. Yeah, pharma commercials on TV too about dry eyes because of people keeping staring at screens. and. Um, cyber shakes, uh, when off technology, the habitual motion of your fingers, we actually watch people twitch. 
wow. with their thumbs. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? So if you notice physical symptoms, um, emotional, I, just be, here we go with, pull somebody into your life. Mm-hmm. You know, again, the buddy system. I don't oh, care yeah. if it's a friend, a neighbor, and go, wow, I just woke up. I realize I am not the manager of my technology. I'm the victim. Mm-hmm. I, and again, here we go with the victim mentality. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, you feel like there's nothing I can do. I might miss something. And also, you said this, uh, have said this before, Bailey, and you can talk to this. If there's so much competition on Facebook, what you have, the car, moving to a new apartment, right, whatever, right. new job, you're almost addicted to the, to what everybody else is doing in their dance. Yeah. And it's a shame too, because, you know, you know how, like you said, like you like to stay in your own lane. I think that's really good advice that can be taken across, you know, different ideas where it's like, you can't be judging yourself against everyone else. And that's all you're doing is you're just, you're seeing what your friend's new job position or someone else's new house, someone's in a relationship. You're not, that's, um, it's unhealthy. Right. And, it's just and, flat unhealthy. And it doesn't, if, if the purpose in our lives, if we were born to be free and um, let's say uh, peaceful, I, I, I hate, I kind of, I wrote a book on happiness. <laughs> this is the funny, ironic part. Uh, that was my first book. Um, a Life in Balance, The Four Roots of Happiness. But happiness, by by that, I mean peace. Right. Serenity mm-hmm. is what I mean by that, not happiness, because that is an effervescent up and temporal. down. Yeah, 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 exactly. And there can be no peace with too much technology. There just can't be. I don't mm-hmm. care. what. And again, the positive side of a lot of this, though, is having a few symptoms and being able to Google them and go, oh, gosh, I do have a thyroid disorder. Right. You know, or um, a lot of these apps that are doing mindfulness that you can do a short meditation or a nature app mm-hmm. or guided imagery that I do a lot. Uh, I have, I you know, lived with tribes, uh, Aboriginal tribes at times, and, and we also have science. We have good science that shows what drumming does to the brain, mm-hmm. especially if, if you have depression or anxiety disorders. I have a drumming app that I'll do. Um, and then um, crystals, you know, I love the sound of the crystal bowls. I have a chakra app that mm-hmm. goes through the notes. The so Is your drum app where you actually drum or it's the sound of It's the drums? sound and, and I actually, it's shamanic drumming, mm-hmm. which puts the brain in a different kind of a tone. It's a, it's a rapid, okay. which shifts the right and left lobe. Okay. It's like this. It's it's a very chronic like a steady. one. Exactly. It's very steady. And what it does, it puts one into a, the brain into a, almost trance, and it allows the body, oh. literally your mitochondria, your body changes into this rhythm, and it's it it heals and facilitates oh, that's um, cool. healing and and movement of your blood and everything in a very very interesting way. Right. I'm a drummer, so that uh, I've oh. of course. Well, I didn't know this. I just knew you were. Yeah, a, yeah. I played drums for a long time. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so after the podcast, show me the app because I'm very interested in it. Yeah, and it's uh, shamanic drumming, and and it's better, by the way, if you can do it for a good 20 minutes. It really gets the brain in training. It establishes that rhythm, I imagine. It's the the continuity of it, I bet. Exactly. Because the brain, instead of going, you know, right and left left lobe, prefrontal cortex, your front, your reptilian brain, that ancient brain, instead of all of these parts, what it does, it goes boom, boom, boom. Everything's kind of in the Mm -hmm. same, same entrainment. I like that. So, um, so anyway, we're definitely, the reason I wanted to talk about this, we're not poo-pooing. Thank God for technology. 
I mean, it's take, what would we be take doing? Take advantage without of it? it for crying out loud! Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just don't but let again, it take advantage of you. Are you the manager of it? Are you cho- are you aware? And then you're choosing to do this, or are you the victim and you're sliding into addiction? Mm-hmm. And and gaming. We didn't talk about gaming. You know, that's one of the biggest addictions going right now. Oh, definitely. And it's very very sad that. You're missing having a dog, walking a dog in nature, maybe loving someone and making love, maybe uh, eating it uh, one night a, a week with friends at one of the greatest restaurants in town right? instead of just gaming every single and night. And this, and, and I think it's important to say, you know, and, and there's like this this stigma where it was like, it's not just like 16-year-old boys with like a console plugged up to a television the biggest i was actually reading an article this was a couple of weeks ago that um the biggest uh demographic for gaming is women around my age that play games on their smartphone that's actually the biggest video game demographic right now so it's like it's not just like being holed up in a room it's like you can be out in the world but still hold up in the palm of your hand. Well, and I plead guilty. I actually worked. Oh, I plead guilty too. No, no, oh no. Gosh. I mean, I don't do it. I'm saying I worked for Microsoft. Oh. And, yes. <laughs> and I worked for Electronic Arts you for did years. For EA. And one I, we had. The they put out up. some great games. I'm a hoe. And they paid me because it was, you know, what we know is when you play, mm-hmm. it is playful. It can reduce your stress, very seriously. Right, right, Because right. what it does is playful. It's fun. What? You're having fun. It all comes down to that both end. And, and really so does. here you are. So our campaign was called Take Five to Play, you know? And again, they wanted to say 20, and I said, you'll never get women with kids and working and stuff 20. They can't commit to 20 minutes. Right. You say take five, now they'll be on their 20. But the, the hook has got to be just take five to play. It'll right. change your life. So yeah, I did that very effectively for years and had very long-term contracts. So I I get it. Um, And mine is, it was supposed to be just like you meditate for 20 minutes or do yoga, play a game for a few minutes. Do you see? Right. And also uh, jigsaw puzzles and things like that are good for your brain, by the way. Oh my gosh. And there are many- I love puzzles. I love puzzles Puzzles are awesome. Very good. I also loved Legos as a kid. And I feel like, you know, Legos are kind of like puzzles a little bit. Absolutely. Sure they are. Yeah, yeah. That is so cool. So um, so anyway, the biggest thing is um, for your awareness piece of this is just collect information. Like you said, you found out how much time you're spending on your phone. Mm-hmm. And that was extremely and, revealing. And talk to, you know, Melissa, your partner. I mm-hmm. talked to my my husband, Jim. Talk to your friends and, and, and say, you know, because my husband, if I, because as you well know, I have online companies. If right. he comes home and I am meeting deadlines and stuff, whoa. I get a flag thrown at me, baby. Oh. The old <laughs> the old. We, did we talk about that this episode or that was the last episode? God, right. I we love keep that. we keep a, a stack of, of little cocktail napkins and my husband's a football freak. Yeah, yeah, for penalties. For penalties. Yeah, so I love so that. he we throw flags when when we <laughs> have so to awesome. call each other out and then we die laughing. Sometimes and sometimes we go, I don't deserve a flag. <laughs> I protest. I get two protests per halftime. But anyway. Um Collect information, and that comes from people. That comes from, like you, I love it. That comes from data. Mm -hmm. You're you're actually looking at, oh, my God, I I spent five hours of my life. And if I slept eight, right, Uh and then I did five, that's 13, and then I commuted two, that's 17. Oh, my God. (laughs) What did I do that day? I I mean, gee whiz. Where is my life? I know. So collect information. The other thing is um, just like you have a – 
talk about the birds and the bees with your kids, you know, and you go, you know, this is how nature is. This is, you know, everything from reproductive things to anything. You have birds and bees, life and death. Have a technology talk. Mm -hmm. Talk to your kids and partner in your family regularly about this and have uh, weekly family meetings uh, and and talk about these things. Like, how do you feel? What When you do go on, what are you watching? You know, and quiz them about that. They want to know. Also, um, a technology timesheet. If you have kids in the house or whatever you're trying to shift, put a grease board or whatever and keep track because then you'll see my 12-year-old, oh, my God. And they don't realize it. You know, oh, and, yeah. and let them choose their own color. They can write in purple, and mm-hmm. the other kid can write in orange. Whatever they do, but again, how much time are they spending? And again, even if you don't have, if you have younger kids that don't have phones, how much are they spending on iPads, on computers, and all that oh, stuff? Yeah. And let them see that, and then they'll go. And, and you're giving them a gift for their life because they're not sliding slippery slope into technology. They're right. actually seeing, oh my goodness, that was like an hour of baking cookies or that was like an hour of me doing my homework. I spent four hours doing this. Right. So it, it teaches them something very valuable. And um, again, realize that it's wonderful for leisure. It's wonderful for health, health issues. Oh my God. I have one right now where you can actually almost do it. You can do an EKG and put your um, oh, fingers cool. on yeah. it. And um, and my husband had some heart problems, and so we got the EKG. So the things that are happening with it are, are just miraculous. It's just that it can fracture relationships. It can fracture your life. And um, and just be aware because... But only um, if you let it. Only if you let it. Yeah. And, and, and awareness is the key. And, 100%. And again, the buddy system of, uh, sh- you know, Everybody talking about it and and helping each other out and and again work relationships your friends your buddies right and no matter how hard it is and it's going to be hard walk your dog with your phone in your pocket okay and see how you when your anxiety rises laugh I'm very serious if you forget your phone at home start laughing when your heartbeat raises and you go oh Bailey should could call me Vonna could email me somebody could text me. <laughs> then start laughing and going oh my god this is it owns me right I don't own it my life has greater purpose than this because if I want to be a Nobel uh, laureate in some area if I want to change the world if I want to create a cure for cancer whatever your dream is you right. music write the great you can't be addicted to it no. Because it'll distract your life. So anyway, so I true. hope this has helped any, and I, and I want to make sure that, um, and also I want to leave on doing energy thing too. It, it can sap your energy. We're looking at depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. It very rarely gives you energy, unless you're meditating, maybe playing a short little Right, as a rejuvenation. Or a rejuvenation, yeah. But, yeah. and then that's your intention. Mm-hmm. Then that's very different. It's deliberate. I need you know, some energy. I need a five-minute break from work. Keyword. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's do a quick plug for the uh, the app and the website. Yes, the app is fabulous. It's mind. Go to the app store and it's Mindful Living Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's got stress tips. It's got inspirational quote of the day. Uh, amazing videos that relaxation videos that are beautiful of nature. And uh, po- our podcasts are on there, so it's this very cool. Podcast. And also, you, you can go to the uh, the website is packed with information, and that's you can go to our o u r m l n dot com or mindfullivingnetwork dot com, 
and we have the Stress Institute uh, linked to that, but you can also go to the Stress Institute. So again, uh, Bailey and I always say this, but we're all in to um, help the planet and everybody make life just a little more loving mm-hmm. and a little more connected and a little more peaceful and joyful. Speaking of uh, connectivity, if uh, we've had some people reach out for some future episode ideas, um, email us, reach out to us on Facebook and social media. Let us know if you'd like us to do a specific topic. And if we choose your topic, you get a shout out on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for being here today. My name was Bailey, like the Irish cream, and this is the way I see it. And I'm Dr. Kathleen Hall with the way I see it. Thank you so much. Take care.